Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast, because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Very good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy's Super Value G Podcast, brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, um, we're going to be looking ahead, hopefully, to the meeting of Cavan and Mead in Kingspan Breffney tomorrow evening. Although, around Cavan Town, with the snow, it's definitely bringing the fixture into question. I'm delighted to be joined by 40-year-old Paul Fitzpatrick. Happy birthday, Paul. Thanks, Demo. <laughs> Do you, you feel had, wiser? You had to get that in. I had to get that in, yeah. yeah. Why didn't you say it was my birthday and I could have said I was 36 or something? Listen, I don't lie to the listeners, and I, I, I definitely don't try to pull the wool over their eyes. They're too smart, our listeners. So you're feeling wiser anyway. Now you're in your forties, you have to um, quit dyeing your hair and <laughs> <laughs> start dyeing it. Maybe start dyeing. Yeah, I got up this morning and tied my laces, and I went Ugh! when I bent over like so. And I wasn't doing that yesterday. Yeah, that happens. That happens. And then as you realise you're grunting for everything, then you start to go, why am I grunting? I don't need to grunt, but we do grunt a lot when we get into our 40s. But Yeah, I was 31 when we started this podcast. I was young and trendy and, you know, I was into like wearing my baseball cap backwards and all these <laughs> other things that young people do. What else? I was listening to the, to the hip-hop and everything. To the hip-hop. And now look at me. Yeah. I'm 40 and I'm still the youngest person on this podcast. So. <laughs> and probably always will be. Yeah. Well, Eddie's older. 18 is younger. Yes, that's true. So, that's and, and Davey, who we had on is, is a lot younger than us so yeah. maybe we're going to have to it's just going to have to be ruthless start f- phasing people out like it's like going to be like referee in the intercounty level there's going to have to be an age limit I think 41 should be the age limit now to be honest so maybe we'd, anyone over that needs to be gone yeah I, do you know what I'd be happy enough to quit the retirement <laughs> you know you're, you're, you're turning into a bit of a Putin there you're trying to get rid of the opposition here but <laughs> God forgive us um Okay, look at ahead. Anyone who hasn't uh, s- subscribed to the Diehards podcast, they can listen to an in-depth preview with We Are Meads, Davy Rispin and Paul Fitzpatrick um, and also get the reaction from the Louds game with the Match Day Diary and our uh, review and talking points from the game as well all over on patreon.com forward slash We Are Cavan as well as a look back on all of the ladies' action with Aideen Coyle in the Camogie and the Underage Football um, and a look ahead to this weekend's game against Monaghan for the ladies, which takes place in Clohan at one o'clock on Sunday. It's been changed from Clonus. Not too many venues could hold a double header at the minute. Paul, the question is, can Kingspan Brevney hold a single header? It's it's a it's a tricky one because we've just been up there, Damien. <coughs> we, in fairness, we did the legwork there. We went up and had a, had a good look at the pitch. We chatted to Martin Cahill. The the uh, head of operations with the county board, obviously, and secretary. Martin says 50-50. Mm. That's, that's about all you can say at this stage. Like, There's no point really trying to predict what the weather's going to bring. No one no one really could see that coming last night. So what's it going to bring between now and then? The only thing I will say is, what time is it now? 12-ish? 25 past 12. You know, you're looking at 30-odd hours now, and there's yeah. a lot of snow on that field. We've just been up there 
there's five to six inches on it, if yeah. not if not maybe seven in places. Uh, there's a huge amount of snow. It's certainly thawing. Um, there's a lot of water around the end of this. Um, there's water dripping off the seats and stuff mm. like that. So you can see wherever there has been snow, it is starting to thaw. But that in itself also brings its own challenge because when it thaws, there's going to be a huge amount of water there to, to be soaked up. So it's going to be probably the equivalent to a, a huge, uh, heavy fall of rain. So I don't know. I have f- I don't think it would go ahead if I had to. It's a coin toss, I suppose, as, as Martin rightly said. But at this moment in time, I think... It, It'll struggle to go ahead, but I think Cavan wanted to go ahead. Uh, the Cavan camp are really up for the game, and they'll be looking looking um, to, for this game to go ahead as planned. And and I'm sure Mead would too. You know, you know yourself, preparing mm. teams, you prepare them to the, not to the day anymore. You probably prepare them to the hour, and they'll have their best laid plans in place. They'll want it to go ahead if at all possible. I would you would have thought maybe Cavan with a few injuries or whatever, and uh, they mightn't have minded a week to rest the weary bones of. Uh, a tough physical game in Cork and an even tougher more physical game in RD but as far as I know Cavan are, are up for this they're mad to get go, get stuck into it so 50-50 all I'd say to anyone is uh, if you have plans to go keep those plans because there's still a big chance it'll go ahead but my gut feeling is that it mightn't make it I don't know what your thoughts are yeah see Sunday is the other option see, that's, and, and, and I think, I think it would probably be played thing. Sunday if the game if if it was on the reverse that it's a, a Saturday that this snow is falling we wake up Saturday morning the game is meant to be Sunday afternoon I think you're, you may you may pull it at this stage or pull it very close to this stage but the fact that if Sunday is the backup you can leave it until tomorrow morning as, as Martin Cahill said 10am pitch inspection you're going to know by then if it's if it's going to dry enough now he did say something that's very important to whether the game goes ahead on the weekend that it was verti drained on Thursday that that makes a huge difference to the speed at which the water can get away now you can also add that in or into the, the equation the fact that there is a lot of water so the river that the water of the pitch runs away is at quite a high level at the minute so that impedes the, the ability of the water to get off the pitch. Um, all in all, I'd have to say at this stage, I I don't see how it's going to clear away and be dry enough to play. I think it might clear away. Conditions, temperature-wise, it's given it five and maybe even six degrees um, today during the day. Um, but, you know, w- without rain. And actually, the rain would help it. The rain would help the the snow to melt uh, but 5 degrees should be enough to, to cause it to melt but not rapidly not in a and there's no real sunshine either and that's the big problem mm. like if the, it was the, the, 5 there, degrees with sun it is yeah. clear there are grey skies overhead for anyone who's not around Cavan Town now funnily enough uh, my mother texted me a photograph where she's working down between Scott's House and Clonus and it's like an ordinary spring day there's no not one bit of snow anywhere to be seen. Yeah. I've heard that there's little or none in Good Hill. You were saying Mercari as well, there's little or none. Nothing, nothing uh, at all. Yeah. In Virginia this morning, uh, when I woke up, there was a good blanket of snow. That was like about six o'clock. Brought the dog out for a walk. Uh, and even by the time we were finished the walk, at five past six, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was it was time. It was disappearing. And, and by the time I left the house at nine-ish, uh, there was a lot of snow gone. But funnily enough, the further up the end tree you went, even as far as Lavi, which is only a few miles from Virginia, uh, there was a lot more snow. And into Cavan then, there was way more snow than we saw in Virginia. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those mornings where the the impact of snow really was shown. And, and 
I turned on the radio when after I'd, I'd seen the snow and everything and thought sure the country's covered here and listened to Sean McCaffrey saying that, that there's no snow in Monaghan there's nothing and there was barely a drop of it around Rock Quarry so you know you, it, it seemed to have been very localised and very very heavy like you know, outside my house it was six inches without yeah. a doubt so it's um, it's, it's one of those things I it still doesn't change the fact that it's going to be very difficult for it to, to clear off and as I, th- I think by Sunday Yes, if there's no if there's no big rainfall or anything by Sunday, it should be okay. Yeah, I think so. I I think the game will go ahead this weekend. Yeah, I'd be delighted when... with Sunday because I have a few things on tomorrow, and I was gonna ha- I was gonna make it, but just about so, you know, weather gods, if you're listening, d- do me a good turn here. <laughs> Get it for Sunday. The most important thing is my schedule. To be honest, yeah, well, it throws my schedule into <laughs> into disarray if it goes ahead Sunday because the Cavan ladies at one o'clock in Clahan. Um, that have to change the time of the of the men's for me to make boats. So, but we'll have to we'll have to see how that goes. Let's presume the game goes ahead. Um, a quick look ahead to it. As I said yourself and Dave, you've done a brilliant preview. So there's not a lot we can add to it. Um, I suppose from from Calvin's point of view, the, uh, the is it is there more pressure on Calvin than there is on Mead? Good question, uh, and I hadn't really thought about that. I don't know like let's take the context of where we're coming into it Mead were being talked up to some extent and like I'm not going to disparage Mead because they won a competition that we were in for two years and couldn't win uh, and and coming down the motorway after losing the Tatchett Cup final to West Mead like that was a fairly sickening feeling uh, so you have to hand it to Mead they went and won that competition last summer they beat Darren in the final who had, had not Cavan out of it by four or five mm-hmm. points Um. But I did feel that Mead were being talked up a bit coming into this season and really and truly Mead were 6th in Division 2 last year which makes them 14th. They finished, they won the Talisman Cup which technically speaking is for the, the uh, 16 lowest ranked teams in Championship football. So it nearly wasn't even, it wasn't even uh, on a par with their league form and their league form was poor. So I, I, I didn't think it was that big of a deal for them to win the Talisman Cup last year so I thought they were a little bit vulnerable and they've picked things up now but I still think there's pressure on me towards Cavan that we're coming in from a completely different context but that said it's youth against experience here massively yeah and this is a big year for Cavan so what we've seen with Cavan now uh, there's no rebuild or anything like that going on with Cavan no it's it's the same players well yeah there's a there's a slow maybe as in you know there's a little bit of change but it's not it's not a dramatic rebuild. No, well, I don't think there's been really any. Even in under Mickey Graham, I think there was probably more change from year to year than what we've seen in, in yeah. the last year. So that, so that that's neither a plus nor a negative. Really, I suppose the continuity is a is a positive. But it's just it's just to sort of illustrate the point that Cavan uh, are here now, and there's no point talking about building a team for three years' time. Yeah, and, and we've seen that from the, from from the first few rounds of the league. It's funny listening to yourself and Davy, and Davy was talking about Colm O'Rourke is saying, "Look, at this is a long term project. This is you know it's going to take time." And all it kept on ringing in my head is the future is blue. The future is blue. But you know you've got to, you've got to seize the here and now. And you know Mead would want to be careful of that too, wouldn't it? I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Like. <laughs> You know, you can get stuck in that yeah. mindset and you're waiting for it to happen and it might never happen or it might just about happen eventually as was the case with Kevin. But 
to go back to your original question, I still think there's, in general, I think there's slightly more pressure on me at this point. Cavan are safe. Uh, anything from here on in, you won't like to hear this, but I do think from where we were coming from at the start of the year, uh, would you have taken six points? I have to be honest, like I probably would have. Um, considering where Cavan have been the last couple of years, in the lower divisions, not doing well in the championship, uh, I think I would have taken consolidating in Division 2 for sure. You get greedy then when, when you're when you've only four games played and you and you've got six points and a one point lost to Donegal, then you get greedy and start looking for promotion. But whereas me it's probably slightly more pressure. Then you bring in the actual details of the fixture. The fact that it's in Breffney, mm. you know, that adds pressure to Cavan as well. Like you don't want to be losing on your home patch there. So I think in a long winded way to answer your question, it's probably six of one, half a dozen of the other. Yeah. I I feel that actually Considering the start that Mead had to the league, having dropped a point against Fermanagh, which was a disappointment for them at that point, at that point, and then being hammered by Armagh, I think that they will come in feeling like there's less pressure on them. Whereas Cavan started with a win against Kildare, a, a performance against Donegal that, as I said on the podcast, we may look back with disappointment and say that's where our, our promotion. If it doesn't happen, that's where our promotion was lost. That I still think that that within the dressing room there will be a little bit more pressure on Calvin because they'll feel and and I would say from the start of the league they felt like promotion was achievable. So I think that there will be a bit more pressure on the Calvin lads coming into this game than than the Mead lads. I think the Mead lads are looking at it and saying, right, we've turned the tide here. We've 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 got some positive momentum. Um, you know, let's win our home games. That's our that's our really important ones, and we're 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 staying in it. They don't have the pressure of looking. You know, are we going to make the Sam Maguire or not? Cavan still have that pressure, so I think there probably is a little bit more pressure on Cavan from my point of view. But having said that, pressure, the impact of pressure is sometimes negated by experience, and Cavan have experience, mm. and and they have it in abundance. I suppose. Mentioning that experience, it's important to note that game this Mead game, if Kieran the Holler Brady plays, is his one hundred game, um, an absolute phenomenal player. I done a piece for the for the paper for next week and for the program on it. But the more you dig into it, the more impressive the Hall is. Ah, he's he he is he's he's something else. As I say down in the country, he's some yoke. Like you, you know, he's some yoke. he is. He's, he's some yoke. he is. There's no end to him. You know, you see him on the pitch, and like um, the season he put in for his club through yeah. the county championship, he put in that Ulster final. They find themselves trailing at halftime in the All Ireland final, and he turns in the second half that he turned in. Um, look, he's just there seems to be no boundaries on what he what he's been at in recent years. He's f- phenomenal player. I always remember. I think I mentioned this in the pod before. The time the two of us. Were asked to present medals up in Arva years back. They must have been badly stuck. I think the wear, I think someone maybe, maybe so pulled out. Down. Yeah. And uh, I remember saying that night that, and Kieran Brady was still on the 21. I was saying, like, you know, I think I don't know who's the captain or whatever, but I was saying, you've got a player here who who I've never seen play poorly. He's incredibly consistent and he's mm. he's going to be a massive star. And as the years have gone on, he's he's proven that right. And, and even more so, I think he's. He's phenomenal. Like he's had an amazing career coming from a small club, relatively speaking, mm-hmm. uh, the club that hasn't won a senior probably like that. Um, coming from a county who has been in, in the backwaters for recent decades, 
the medals he's mined out of it is incredible. It's unbelievable. Really, it's been a gold rush, and he's a miner at the at the forefront of that. Like uh, he's, he's got hunting the pick. down these medals. He's uh, got the pick out till he has on it. Like going through the medals, and and, and I don't even know underage club medals where you where you'd start, but but even underage county county minor, or sorry, Ulster minor championship, two Ulster on the twenty one. Uh, championship medals and also senior championship medal a division four albeit as a panel sorry division was it four that he was a panel member didn't get game time through the cruciate knee injury but still a very important part of the panel and a division three um, league medal then he's a trench cup medal then with the club he has two junior championships an intermediate championship I think I think I'm right in saying they have four or five promotions while he was there. I know they went from Division 4 to Division 1 uh, in the league four years in a row um, back when he was a youngster. And then they they had a promotion, obviously, from Division 2 to Division 1 there the year before last. Um, so, like, phenomenal number of promotions and then throw on top of it uh, an Ulster Junior Championship, an All-Ireland Junior Championship, and then a Trench Cup just for good measure. It, it's ridiculous the medals like it, they're just overflowing out of the holla yeah yeah and the way he plays as well like he's he's been a driving force on every team he ever played on right yeah. back to that Cavan minor team fairness the half back line on that team was himself Connor Minor and Jerry Smith and they were outstanding as a unit and individual so he, he's had a great career he's 29 we'd be hoping to see a lot more from him as well so congratulations to him um, a wonderful role model as well yeah absolutely here's a, here's a quick one for you of the games that the Holla missed for Cavan in, in his career. So he's missed 21 games um, through injury and stuff. What's the the win-loss draw? Oh, God. Uh, he's missed 21 games. <clears throat> but sure, we would have won a lot of games in Division 4, I suppose, without him. Yeah. Um, but I, it's probably, did we win like 12 of them or something? We won ten, drew, lost ten, and drew one. Yeah, that's, that but, says a lot. But the wins, the wins were so he had a thirteen game streak um, where he was injured through the the cruciate, and a lot of the wins came in that thirteen game streak where it was division three, um, division three in particular. So, or sorry, division, yeah, division. Sorry, the end of division four and. No, it was Division 4 actually, I'm wrong. It was Division 4 because the injury happened in the Longford game in that shortened season in 2021, uh, which we got relegated down. So he missed the Derry game, the Wicklow playoff, um, which were two big games and he was a huge loss in, yeah. in, in both of them. I don't think we'd have lost to Wicklow if he was playing. I Actually, I was going to yeah. say it. Yeah, yeah. but like he's a, he's a leader and I believe leadership is innate to some degree. You can do leadership courses and the, the GA do the, do those like young mm. le- leadership courses and so on show you what leadership looks like that was a phrase Ray Galligan used last week he said something like you know you could see leadership you could see uh, I can't remember the exact phrase he used but something along the lines of you could see signs of leadership or something yeah um, it's hard to actually put it into words what leadership looks like like it's not always the fellow who bangs the table or the fellow who no. who says the right thing or does does this or that but he has it and I think it's innate and he just has it and uh, he will he won't shy away from it when it comes to the bit, and some players do, and it's it's just an in a innate thing, and you have it in life as well. Um, some people 
it's maybe fight or flight to some extent and like he's definitely a warrior like Absolutely. so he's, he's definitely the sort of player you'd be so proud of to see him play with Kevin one of the best definitely one of the best um, so looking at it we don't really have any injury updates that are of note anyway or we don't have any injury updates in terms of so we have to assume that what we had against Loud we, we still have um, and if there's anybody back on top of that I don't know but given that information do you expect Kevin to get a win? I expect Kevin to get a win yeah I do um, I, at the risk of having egg on my, on my, my face which uh, I've often had to have a scramble egg on it at this stage it's more like an omelette at times more doing predictions but uh, I haven't tipped Kevin in any of the games so far I think I've tipped the draw twice I tipped Kildare to beat Kevin the first day so this is the first time I'm tipping Kevin Um I think it's at home. I think it's a big it opportunity. Is at home, yeah. <laughs> it definitely is, Paul. <laughs> well, we think so. It could be moved. Uh, I think it's a huge opportunity for Kevin, and I, I think they will grab it. Now, you could pick holes all day in the performances. Yeah. Let's be honest. Like, there's been a lot of mistakes. Kevin have ridden their luck at times. Um, and you could easily have two points and not six. Uh, re- well, re- relatively easy. I don't know what loud going to beat Kevin either. Like, like, Cavan led by six in that game. It's not like Loud led by six. Yeah, and Cavan led by five against Cork. Yeah, I don't so, know where you're going to lose that game either. Yeah, possibly. You definitely could have had two draws there, so you could have four points for sure. But mm. uh, I think Cavan will win this one. Now, on the bare bones of it, of the form, we'll say, of last season or the season before, uh, there's not much between them. Like, Mead finished 14th in the league table, essentially, last year by finishing sixth in Division Two. Yeah. They won the Talchon. Cavan finished 17th in the league um, by winning Division 3. So very little between them there. Cavan lost to Darren in the quarterfinal of the Talchon. Mead beat Darren twice, beat them in the group and again the final. We beat Darren easily in the group in the le- league stages of the of Division 3. So, I actually have a theory just very quickly to throw at you on, on the Mead-Talchon Cup success. Their Division 2 status actually served them really well when it came to Talchon Cup mm. and the games that they had played in Division 2 were of benefit to them come the Talchon Cup over Cavan and down. Yeah, you're probably right there. Yeah, that's a fair point. Now, I didn't think they had the hardest run of all time in the Talchon either. Like, And they, they struggled with Antrim for long spells in the semi-final of it. It was a great win against Darren in the final. Darren were fancied and they had put up did they score seven or eight goals mm-hmm. against Leash in the yeah. in the semi final of it? So Darren were definitely fancy. That was a great win, but at the same time, I think there's a health warning around the Talchon. It's like it's essentially like an intermediate championship. It's a, it's a huge leap up to a senior championship. Yeah. So okay, <laughs> you can see you just you're like a bull there. I'm ready to attack. You're just, you. just sort of dragging your hoof along the ground, ready to go for <laughs> me. Um, but but I do think, and I've been I've been. Trying to verbalise this on the pod for a few weeks now when we're previewing these games where I was kind of saying like we've an, we've a good idea of how these players might perform. What The phrase I was looking for was that we kind of know what the baseline performance is now for Cavan. Yeah. And for, for a few years we didn't know that because the team was coming up. So with a team that's coming up you don't know where the ceiling is. If you don't know where the ceiling is well, you might necessarily know where the floor is. And then we had a fair idea. And then there was just underperformance the last couple of years. And that's why I kept saying we need a wider sample of games. You weren't seeing really, what, what is the story of this company? Where are they at? Now I think we know where the baseline performance is because there's so many tried and trusted players there. Mm. Will they play well every day? No, but uh, 
there's enough experience there that they shouldn't dip too far. So you have a fair idea that, that they're going to be competitive when they go out in Division 2 every day, uh, well, I think, at this stage. So that gives me great confidence, and I think it won't take much more than that to win the game, in my opinion. Whereas Mead oscillate wildly. Um, I don't know, what's Mead's best performance of recent years? It's hard, it's hard to know, but I can, I, their, their, their poor performances jump out more, like a desperate performance against Offaly in the Championship last year. Um, the Talshin again... I wouldn't read very much into it and that's including Cavan get to the final of it the year before it's no biggie for me beating beating the weaker teams in it so I think Cavan are the more solid bet Cavan are at home Cavan's form is better I think Cavan have more experience maybe this Mead team will develop into a into a great team but at this moment in time I think Cavan are ahead of them so uh, if Mead are to come and win and it'll be the first time a Mead team has won in Breffney in 59 years um, Aye, that's an unbelievable, unbelievable start for David, David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for one. for me, I'm 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 going with Cavan to win it. I think for me, I I, I agree with you that Cavan will win the game, and Cavan should win the game. Particularly listening to David Rispin and and the it's an inexperienced me team, and it 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 brought up the stat in my head. Then on Saturday evening or whenever Cavan play Mead, it is very very likely that Cavan will have five players starting who have a hundred caps or more. Killian Clark, Park, Faulkner, Killian, DeGunner, Brady, Jason McLaughlin, and then Kieran DeHolla. That's 500, it's, 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 it's actually about 550 performances, appearances at inter-county level amongst five players. That's Incredible. experience. Incredible. That's, that's what a, a turnaround. Like, I always remember Colin McFadden being presented with something for his hundredth appearance yeah. in Breffney. And, they had just beaten Cavan and I'm pretty sure James Riley was in goals that day and I remember making the point that if you took out James out of the goals Cavan barely had 100 appearances between them all Yeah, and McFadden had the 100 so that has really changed so who's next after that? Darren McVitie has 84 and he, he missed a few years like so yeah Jerry Smith the same 70 with, but missing a few years Ushin Kiernan 64 you have a bit of a drop down then James Smith is, is 43 um, but like he you are within the possibility of Darren McVitie also crossing the 100 mark within the next couple of years and then Jerry Smith maybe you know two years down the line could cross that 100 mark as well like mm. so th- that you talk about the hollow mining that's good mining out of one with the exception of Killian Clark and Jason McLaughlin Killian oh, sorry Killian Brady and Jason McLaughlin Killian Clark Park Faulkner Darren McVitie, Kieran Brady, Jerry Smith all came off that one minor team. Yeah. You know, they were all part of that that Ulster minor winning team in 2011. And if you look at Monaghan, like, I always get the impression in Monaghan that their supporters appreciate their players more. Cavan, mm. there's a lot of grumbling, but like, we need to realise, like, we've we've a group of players there, like, who have given it a long, long number of years and tremendous servants mm. through ups and downs. Someone said to me about one Cavan player, like, oh, he's in it for the headlines. So why why did he stick with it in Division Four then? Yeah, and the Talshin Cup. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, where's the headlines there? Like? In actual yeah. fact, for players of their standing, I'd say part of them was embarrassed to be f- find themselves down there. Yeah, and and yet uh, they stuck with it. So you'd have to admire all of those lads. And I I always think in sport, if you can persevere with it long enough, you get your reward. Some people would say maybe they got a reward with the Ulster Medal in twenty twenty. No, I still think it's to come. There's another kick in them. I think it's to come. I think there's there, there's more to come. It was, it was when I was writing. That piece about the hollow saying 
this isn't the end of it. There's more. There's another. There's another big medal in these guys yet. So I don't know. I'm 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 enthused by them and their experience, and I think it's going to tell. And I think I think we'll get the better of Mead. Um, just through experience alone, um, you well, know, it, I think we'll just have that a little bit more on them. It'd be unbelievable to set up um, a massive test against Armagh then. Oh, yeah. Way. Like, that would, be, that would just be brilliant. And that's going to be really, really tough. But sure, that's what you want. That's Championship's it. really, really tough. That's it. It's the closest thing you can get. So, if win this, go to Armagh. You'd, look, you'd be confident if, if Cavan won these two games that we'd you get, get up. promotion. Yeah, like, if Tremana, there'd be nothing easy against Tremana the last day, but... You, well, sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't, yeah, the, the, the draw between Donegal and Armagh kind of scuppered the safety net that Cavan had. You know, if you bet Armagh, you could have lost out to Fermanagh. Well, we could, have, we could, if we beat Armagh, we can't afford a draw and then it'll go to score difference, potentially. That's true. So and score difference, we're way behind. We're way behind. We're so far behind. Okay. Um, I just, yeah, Armagh are plus 27, we're plus five. Okay, but I mean, we beat Armagh by three. That's a six point swing. You know, then it's a six. Then it's sixteen points. Nah, you've a draw. Nah, no, no, it's not going to happen. No, not going to happen. That's why I did pass maths there. I had to think. I had to say it out loud. What I was thinking there. Yeah, one plus one <laughs> is three. Oh wait, no. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead, and the surrounding counties for over fifty years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Before I let you go, Paul, uh, big weekend for handball as well. You have an All Ireland semi final, and, and and there's a good bit of Cavan representation up in Crow Park tomorrow. There is demo, yeah. Uh, we said we'd we'd uh, jokingly said we'd chart the road with the Croker, but we end up in Croker for the semi final anyway tomorrow. So myself and Eddie are playing Westmead. That's Eddie the expert. <coughs> Eddie the expert. For anyone who doesn't know, we're playing Westmead in the in the Masters B semi final. Paul Brady and James Brady are playing. Awfully, I think they're playing in the Masters A semi-final. Um, Dominic Sheridan and Peter McCabe are in the over 60s Masters. Um, it's I think it's called Diamond Masters. They're only all, <coughs> they're playing uh, Westmead as well. And then on Sunday, Connor Owens and Cormac McMahon are in the Junior A doubles uh, All Ireland semi-final. They're playing Kilkenny. There was a there was a long drawn out sag over that game because Wexford won the Leinster Championship. A really, really strong Wexford pair, but for some reason there was a mix up and one of them was unavailable and normally a county can put in a sub, but at this time of year most lads have already played championship handball and they're ineligible. So it ends up that Leinster nominated the beaten Leinster finalists to come back in. So Okay. This saga dragged out for a few days. It was difficult in our lads. They didn't know if they'd have a game or not. They got confirmation yesterday morning. So they, even though that team lost, uh, they're still very strong. So we have a possibility that four Cavan teams, please God, will get through to an All Ireland final. But the big news in handball is that is that the king is back. Paul Paul Brady is entered in the senior singles All Ireland Championship. Oh, for the first time in eleven years. Jeez. Uh, I don't know what to say. Like it's it's sensational. 
Um, he hasn't been active in competitive handball for the last couple of years. He just got the bug back, got back training, decided to, to, to go again. And So this would be his 12th? Sorry, if he, he won it. I think he's, yeah, no, I think he won it 10 times or maybe 11. Was it 10 or 11? I think it might have been 10 or, well, I'll tell you exactly. He he won his first in 2003. I was there uh, in O'Loughlin's in Kilkenny. It was on the day that Monty's Pass won the Grand National. I remember I stopped him back to the Carlo. And that was 2003. He was beaten in 2004. And then he won all the rest of them up to and including 2013. Uh, so that's 11. 2004 to 2013 inclusive is, is 10 years. Yeah, so he won 11 then. And then he, like he was I only... I my mat's all right with yeah, my fingers. Are. He, he he still had a lot, lot of years left on the clock at that stage, but... He decided to stop playing the All-Irelands. He had broken the record at that stage and he focused on playing in the States mainly. Played the odd tournament here but he didn't enter the All-Ireland. Um, so he's got an unbeaten run actually in that competition going back to 2004. I hadn't thought of it like that. But anyway, he's back and he's back to win it. As uh, you would expect. As you would expect. He's in <laughs> great he's shape. In it, he's in it to win it. He's training really hard. He's in great nick. Um, the draw is out. And he's got a tough draw because he's been inactive, he's unseeded. But it's it's just as tough for the lads he's going to be playing because they're expecting to play an unseeded player and they're they're, they're thrown in against the greatest ever. So it's possible that this like he he's he's a lot older than he was when he last played. It's possible that this could be his greatest victory if he if he went on to win it because this isn't like the game hasn't stood still. It's moved on. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Oh, look, this will be up there with anything he's ever done. But he's a lot of handball to play to win this competition. He's yeah. going to have to play, even in the round of 16, like he's going to be going in against the third best player in the country in the round of 16. When he was at his prime, he was always number one seed because he was always winning. And he was all, he always got a nice draw <coughs> right through until the latter stages before he'd have to play the really good, good lads. And uh, now he's thrown straight into the mix. In the round of 32, he's got a really experienced player as well from Wicklow. Um, you know he's going. You've got Robbie McCarthy there, who's been in sensational form, absolutely brilliant handballer. Um, and but McCarthy's never beaten Brady. You've got Jeremy Nash there, who's a superb player, absolutely superb player, really r- defensively incredibly good, uh, very very well conditioned, two great hands, loves to dominate the front of the court. He's in the mix too. Um, you've got lots of strong players. Peter Funchin from Kilkenny. Uh, is also he's a shooter he's a very very dangerous player so there's loads of good players in it but all I will say is please God and touch wood that, that Paul can negotiate the early rounds he'd get to Crow Park for a quarter final the quarter yeah, finals on a Saturday so. semi-finals on a Sunday and then you'd have a week until the final and uh, I would say to people if you can't make the quarter or semi Try to make the quarter semi in Crow Park. It's the new arena, the National Handball Centre in Crow Park. Mm. Google it. Three glass walls, all seater, uh, amphitheatre. It's as good a handball arena as I've ever seen. It's like 800 seats. It's just unbelievable. It hasn't been full yet. It only opened last year. It's sort of getting bedded in. But you might get another chance to watch Brady. And you'll be telling people in years to come, Jesus, you know what? I stayed at home and sat my phone that day and I could have went to watch Paul Brady. You'd be telling your kids in years to come that there was a lad from Cavan who dominated world handball and you never got to see him. Yeah, go to see him. Go to see him. Watch this space. Look at gahandball.ie. Listen to us. We'll keep you updated. We'll keep you updated. And if you get the chance, please God he gets to the final 
and that's going to be an occasion that's going to be as good a sporting occasion as any in the country this year. If if it turns out to be Brady against McCarthy, it'd be a bit of a grudge match as well. Uh, the place will be packed to the rafters. Anyone who wants tickets or wants any more information, drop me a line on Twitter. Yeah, cool. And uh, and 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 briefly, a couple of great young handballers uh, up in St. Phelan's there as well. Um, great to see them getting national attention. Yeah, there's t- there's two uh, young lads, twins. Um, and I'm not going to try to pronounce their names because uh, they're they're tricky names. <laughs> I was trying to goad you into that one. Yeah, yeah. Inshallah is one of the lads, and I can't remember how his brother's name is pronounced. Um, but they're they're um, pupils in St. Phelan's and Paul is their coach, and they won the county and provincial coming to one school. Then they went to Crow Park. Now it's technically non-competitive, but they beat the champions of all the other provinces, and they're still underage next year. And they're both born in Afghanistan, moved to Ireland at the age of three. We had a story in the Celt uh, about it, and RT picked Brilliant. it up. And there's footage there online as well. You see it on my Twitter and and on the RT website. It's going to be on a six one news as well. Uh, unbelievable story. Great story. And again, yeah. handball in schools. Like the, their principal there, and on them was saying that handball is like a language in the school there. Now they've got kids from thirty seven different countries since the films, and. Once you can hit a ball against the wall, you don't need to know the etiquette or the rules of Gaelic or Hurling or anything like that. Just hit the ball against the wall. You're playing. Happy go. And, and uh, handball is the language and, and handballs are the currency. So if you're a teacher or you're involved in a club or whatever, handball is booming. I know I've been saying this before, but trust me, handball is really, really on the up at the minute. And it's soon going to cross over. It's going to take a couple of years, but handball in two or three years' time is going to be everywhere. And mm-hmm. I would say that people get in there on the ground floor and uh, there's grants available and so on and you can produce champions from unlikely sources like they've done in the films with these two brilliant young fellas yeah phenomenal stuff okay folks thanks a million for listening to the McAvoy's Supervisor GA podcast all of the reaction from the Mead game the Cavan versus Monaghan ladies game and all the other reaction from the weekend Cavan Miners are taking on Donegal um, on Saturday at 12 o'clock I presume weather and pitch um, permitting venue hasn't been confirmed it was originally for Kingspan Brefney um, according to the website but now it has been changed we're being told so um, changed to where we're waiting on the venue but we'll have reaction from all of those games um, on next week's Diehards podcast over on patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin Paul happy birthday and thanks for coming in to join us on your birthday thanks Demo and thanks for listening to the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast yes it was great yes it was great yes it was great stuff and Larry has put it over the bar it was hard fast football after that you're in Calvin nice was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Cavan to get come back into the big time? And then the cave, and it's over the lap, and Cavan are not buried yet. Cavan doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill, what a day he is having! Oh, this is brilliant by Cavan! Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah, hurrah, yeah! <laughs>